Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. I thought tonight we're going to talk about films. That's my promise to you. We're going to talk about why it's important to watch films way, way back. We're talking the early days. And I know it may not hold your attention, but there are certain films that might just hold your attention. It's not going to waste your time. You know, you're going to learn something about yourself if you go back. It's like the song says, what we're going to do here is go back, way back, okay? Back to the beginning. And so tonight, I promise you, we're going to talk about movies that were made before any of us were born. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Tonight we're going to explore movies beyond your generation. We're even going to go back to your grandparents' generation, to your great-grandparents' generation, okay? So in 1999, I had discovered the American Film Institute. And they would put out these lists, 100 years, 100 stars, 100 years, 100 movies. Uh, the list continued until probably about 2008, I believe. It was an interesting list. It would it would get people talking. That's the beauty of these lists. People would argue, oh, is Citizen Kane really the best movie of all time? Or is it The Godfather? Or is it Shawshank Redemption? Or is it Psycho? Or is it The Exorcist? You know, it, it's always a debate. And at that time, I wasn't really watching classic cinema. My grandmother would try to get us to watch it, you know, but it was always like um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame or um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now I could watch it with an open mind. But back then, you know, you're a teenager. You don't want to be exposed to that. But then I started to realize I was diving into the past when I started listening to Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, and um, Lena Horne. And I recognized, okay, if I can listen to the past musically, I can watch the past cinematically. And it really was an eye-opener. And I know a lot of people who, oh, I don't watch movies that took place i don't watch movies from the 90s or i don't want i refuse to watch movies from the 80s 70s 60s because they feel that it is beyond them that it's not part of their generation that it's going to bore them that it's not part of their attention span open your minds and i promise you you're going to discover a whole world of difference. You're going to discover that there actually is simplicity within some of these movies. There is shock. There is desire. There is intrigue in these movies that came out way before any of us were born. Such could be said about the Charlie Chaplin movies. You got to remember, at that time, Charlie Chaplin and Mary Pickford, the movie was the movie industry was very, very new, very, very fresh. They were using all kinds of different ideas. It was almost like a music video. In fact, you could compare it to that modernization of, you know, okay, you got music, you got film, you got dialogue. 
Um, the closest thing to that, that I, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins did a music video called Tonight Tonight, which is basically inspired by the journey to the moon um, from the early 1900s. Okay. So a lot of these films, you know, screwball comedies like The Awful Truth, um, a thin, The Thin Man, you know, where it's the story, but also it's these characters, you know, and they make you think that they're really like that off the screen, but they're not. And that was the beauty of the writing back then and the beauty of the acting and, and the whole movie as a performance itself. When you didn't just have, you know, the star, you had an ensemble, you know, and... um they really, you know, they do good jobs of remaking some of these movies, like like Murder on the Orient Express. Kenneth Rana did his version, and it was interesting. I had a few issues with it. I mean, it was a good ensemble cast, but then I prefer the 1974 version of Murder on the Orient Express because you have, you know, I mean, it's an ensemble of epic proportions. You got Sean Connery, Lauren Bacall, Jacqueline Bissett, Vanessa Redgrave, John Gilgood, Rachel Roberts, Wendy Hiller, um, Albert Phineas, Hercule Perot. I can't really say it, but you know, it's the Dr. Zeus podcast. And um, trying to think of who whom I've missed. Oh, um, Richard Wentmark or I, yeah. Oh my goodness, it, it is. Oh, and and of course Ingrid Bergman, who won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in Murder on the Orient Express, directed by Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet, who is famous for the movie Twelve Angry Men with Henry Fonda. It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, I know I've, I've listened to people say, oh, I don't I don't want to watch that movie. It was made in 1997 and it's 2020. Why? You might learn something about that time. You might learn something about yourself from opening your mind and going to watch a movie that was made in the early 90s, in the late 90s. Or the 80s or 70s. You know, um, a good example, you think, okay, the 80s, The Goonies. The Goonies is such a good movie, and it was made in 1985. And it still resonates today because it's that sense of adventure. It's that sense of kids getting into trouble, okay? They come out the other side, and they're like, hey, we made it. Um, You know... We could also say that about the 70s, you know, you have movies like Carrie, which Carrie is such a disturbing movie. And if you thought the movies of today, the horror movies are freaky, go back and watch Carrie. Go back and watch The Exorcist. Parts of The Exorcist are really funny. And then there are parts of it. It's like, okay, that is creepy. It's actually going to hold your attention. I find that today's movies, it just lacks it. It lacks it. Um... You know, yeah, a lot of people aren't looking for substance. They're looking for the action. If you want action, you know, you can go back and watch those old movies, you know, like Towering Inferno or um, uh, Westworld, the Westworld movie with Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner was always in movies where there was action, but there was also intrigue, you know. Um, yeah, he. Uh, I'm trying to think there, you know. The Ten Commandments. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of special effects. That was made in the 1950s. 
You know, the other night I talked about Gaslight. That's from the 1940s. I think my job here is to basically open your minds to movies that are really, really good that you may have not thought to discover, okay? There's a really good movie with Clark Gable and Gene Harlow called Red Dust. It's not just about the battle of the sexes, but it's also about humor. You know, okay, you're, you're, they're stuck on a rubber plantation in Indonesia and the humor that they make of things, you know, and um, trying to make do with what they have, which is their humor. Their humor is what, can, you know, uh, brings them together. There's this bond, you know. Yeah, there's a little bit of sexual tension, but in the 30s, you know, you can it still kind of... It, resonates it's still there it's still there as it was then as it is today i hope that makes sense and then documentaries you know um i think people forget that reality tv basically ripped itself off from documentaries documentaries where you have these extraordinary um you know uh eccentrics a good example of that is the documentary gray gardens done by the Maisel brothers who gave us gimme shelter the rolling stones and that incident at the um altamont speedway with the hell's angels well in the 1970s they were going to do a documentary with lee Razowell and her sister jacqueline kennedy onassis and they were going to re you know they were going to research her family history growing up on Long Island. So they start to interview people for it. And they interview her aunt and cousin, Big Edie and Little Edie Beale. And the Maisels decide that this is the documentary right here. Is this mother and daughter who live in this dilapidated mansion in East Hampton, New York. It is really them. They have all of these cats. The place smells like cat piss. You know, they they live in one room in the entire mansion. They live in the bedroom. There's a refrigerator there. They have, of course, the kitchen. But, you know, they, they do all of their talking and their singing in this bedroom. Surrounded by all these cats. So, and that was made in the 1970s. And so I encourage all of you to investigate. It's like, okay, you know, I'm bored. I've never watched this movie. What can I expect from it? It's not going to waste an hour of your life, maybe two hours. You know, if, if you want something that's humorous, there's also the movie um, The Women, which is an all-female cast. It's hilarious. You know, um, there's a it, there's a color sequence where it's the film is in color. It's, I think, a fashion show. But it builds on all these screwball comedy ideas. You know, it talks about divorce. Back then, people would go to Reno to get divorced. I've been to Reno. It doesn't look like any divorces are happening as of moment. But, you know, um, uh, it's always good to just research the past. Um, You could also go and watch old um, Buster Keaton movies. There's a Buster Keaton movie, a short that he did in the 1960s before he died. And it's on YouTube. I think it's, um, let me look it up. It's very interesting because even though it was done in the 60s, it it feels like one of his movies from the 1920s. And, you know, that's that's when he had power. Back then, you know, you had, or as Carol Burnett famously said, you know, we didn't have jokes, we had faces. Yeah, they had faces. And then they would have, you know, the the script, the title writing. In fact, at one point, the Academy Awards 
gave an award for title writing, you know, and when sound came in, sound movies, that's when it all changed. Um, but no, I watched this and I think it was done in Canada. It's, it's an intro. It held my attention and you know, it's a short movie. Um, if I can, ah, the railroader, the railroader. Okay. It's with Buster Keaton. I mean, it's, it's similar to his movies, you know, um, from the 1920s, you know, the 1920s. Uh, Buster Keaton was an icon, Sherlock Holmes Jr. and um, the general, you know, um, yeah, he was an icon. Him and Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford, there were these silent actors. Even Greta Garbo got in on the action. Um, I thought it would be great to go from there and, and build to Greta Garbo. There's a really funny comedy that came out in the year 1939. 1939 is known as the big year of, of film. And the movie is called Ninochka, and it uh, was done by Ernest Lubitsch, and uh, I think it was written by Billy um, Wilder, and it's Greta Garbo, Melvin Douglas, it's hilarious. Um, Greta Garbo plays this very rigid Russian uh, intelligence woman, and she's sent there to um, do some kind of a transaction with Melvin Douglas's character, whom she falls for. It's interesting. It shows how, you know, she goes from this this very uh, matter-of-fact woman to basically letting her hair down, metaphorically, okay? And that was, that was in 1939. And then another movie that I would suggest a lot of you watch, if you want to watch a real couple fall in love, you go and watch To Have and To Have Not. It's the oldest story in the book. Bogart and Bacall. She taught him how to whistle. He taught America how to love the look. Because that's what she gave. She was so scared. She even said this herself. Trembling that she put her head down. And she invented the look. And so that's what I hope that you take from today's show. Is to go back and dive into these movies to have and to have not came out in 1944 19 year old lauren bacall and you can see in that movie her falling in love with humphrey bogart and she talks about it in her biography how they just fell for each other very fast and it's it is it's truly a landmark movie and so that's what I hope that you take from today's show, the Dr. Zeus podcast, is to look at these films. OK, these were not around when I was little. These were not around recently. And that's the beauty of it. You really, truly are unlocking Pandora's box in a good way when you watch these classic movies. OK, you can watch them on TCM. You can watch them on iTunes, Netflix, Amazon Prime, even YouTube has them, okay? So this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. I hope that you, that's my hope, is that you discover these movies. And a shout out to Shit Happens When You Party Naked because you've often talked about The Thin Man. The Thin Man, there are several Thin Man movies and I have a collection of them. And nothing beats that um, pairing of Myrna Loy and William Powell. In fact, some would say that the the TV show Heart to Heart ripped off that characterization of the the married, you know, um, sleuth and his um, wife. So, but it's all about the thin man, perfect pairing, and of course the dog Asta. As always, unpleasant dreams.